<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? What's happening? This is a great one. Yeah, you're watching, you're hearing us in real time getting used to being <laughs> together again. Uh-huh. No, oh no. I didn't mean that as a bad interesting. thing. Interesting. I just feel like. <laughs> this intro is interesting too. <laughs> this, inter- this intro is a good episode as well because we have to unpack that now. I'm just kidding. No. I've just come fresh off the road. Yeah. And I'm, well, we get all into it. I'm in coyote mode, so I'm very sharp and want to talk and want to blah, 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 blah. And I've just been straight up nurturing and mothering right. uh, alone all so, week, so I'm extra feminine. <laughs> so I will say this. You have to listen to the whole episode because it, it, it goes so many different places and it calls back to itself and it resolves in a really beautiful way. Yeah. So I think it's a really special, special episode. I agree. Uh, thanks to everybody who saw me in Dallas and on, uh, in on, almost on my birthday day after my birthday in new Orleans, which was awesome. Mm. Sober new Orleans was the best new Orleans. I had such a great time. Mm. Um, and if you'd like to see me on the road, go to Pete There's lots more dates there. Yeah. And if you're going to be in LA, go to Largo LA.com. The next one is on May the 4th star Wars day, Largo LA.com. Always a highlight of my month and Val is always there. We always love it. And if you like this show, it really, truly means so much. Try a Pete's Pick. I think Magic Mind is one of the Pete's Picks. We talk about how much we love Magic Mind. Mm -hmm. So use that promo code. That's going to be one of these ads. But try any one of them. If they interest you at all, it's a great way to support the show, and it means a lot. Katie, please roll those uh, (laughs) pre-rolls. This show is brought to us by our friends at Magic Mind. For you guys that are new to the show, I only do ads for things that I actually use and actually love, and Magic Mind is... I don't know. It's it's the product that I think has changed my my life the most in the past year. It is a productivity drink. It's not an energy drink. I'm always giving it to the guests. I'm always giving it to my friends, creative types, and otherwise. What is it? It's about 35 uh, milligrams of caffeine, just a little bit of caffeine, and it's got adaptogens that help your body cope with stress, and it's got nootropics like lion's mane that help your brain function. So it's nootropics, adaptogens, and a little bit of caffeine. So it's wonderful if you're trying to drink less coffee, but it's also just wonderful if you want to boost your mood, boost your productivity, boost your energy, and you don't get uh, wired, you get dialed in. This is an absolute secret weapon for me. I always drink one before I do the podcast. I always drink one when I sit down to answer emails, dial into some writing, dial into a uh, any amount of work that is just feeling daunting. The adaptogens ease that stress, so you stress less, and then you do more. I absolutely love it. That's why I'm always offering it to the guests, and we have a special discount. If you go to magicmind.co slash weird, you'll get 20% off your order, fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms, and get into that flow state with Magic Mind. I absolutely love it. Magicmind.co slash weird. Also, speaking of life-changing products, this is my Apollo Neuro. You guys know we've been working with Apollo for a while now. It's absolutely, I dragged my feet. Val first told me about it. They were like, there's this piece of wearable technology you can wear that vibrates into your body and it helps you relax, cope with stress, energize, dial in, all that sort of stuff. I just thought it sounded too good to be true. So I had one in the box for a long time. I finally put it on. The first thing I did with it was meditate. 
Because what it is, is it, as I said, it's a wearable piece of tech that uses almost sub-perceptual vibration to speak to your nervous system in the language that it can understand. And it has these different settings, energy, uh, focus, meditate, calm is what it's called now. It used to be called meditate and uh, mindfulness. Now it's called calm because you updated. But it's, it helps you ease into meditation. That's the first thing I did. And I was like, is this thing meditating for me? It was remarkable. It helps your body relax. It helps your body sleep. It helps your body focus and be more productive. It's basically a wearable hug for the nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. You can wear it on the wrist like I do or on your ankle. It delivers gentle, soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. It's a wonderful way to get more energy. It's a wonderful way to get focused. It's a wonderful way to fall asleep. That's a huge help. So many people having a hard time falling asleep. This is a chemical-free way to lull your body into deep, natural sleep. It does all of these things. It trains your body. The more you use it, the the better it works. It's not woo-woo. They don't sell them in crystal shops. It's science. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist. And their effects, uh, the Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. And me and Val are no uh, no exception to that. We tell everyone who listens what a big difference these make. So many weirdos out on the road show me theirs, and it makes me happy because this thing has really made my life better. Show your support for your body. Show your support of the show. Get 10% off by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. 10% off at A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Enjoy the show. We're so happy to be back with you. This is yeah. fun. Sorry I was a little late. Uh, go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Oh, bring me back to life, magic mind. Bring, bring me back to life. life. I was up until one thirty night. Bring me back to life. Sorry, it seemed. <laughs> no, it, it was. Like, it was right. I think <laughs> you established uh, what is that called um, in music? A theme, a phrase, a phrase. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you yeah. established a phrase, and, and you, then I was, and I know you're so tired, and I was like, just do it easy. I know. I just wanted to wedge it in there that I woke up at six. You look beautiful. Oh, are you still kind of like primped from last night? Uh, uh, what? No, I just look beautiful. Uh, Something's yeah. going on. Yeah, my hair is still a little bit curled. I think maybe girls are for girls. That's what I've always said. I think I still have my brows on. (laughs) (laughs) I got to put my brows on. Val was at Jamie Lee's birthday party last night. Mm -hmm. Dish. I I know you guys tune in for the dish. Tune in for the dish. For the, for the E true Hollywood dish of what's it like? What's it like? What's it like to be Val (laughs) and beat? Oh, they have improved the taste. Yeah. Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. It's like kind of grapefruity now. Yeah, I mean, we're just... Look, I don't mean to suck at the magic of mine dick <laughs> too much, but I'm like an insane person. I have it in like a baggie. You have to mm-hmm. shake that. You got to you gotta shake it a little bit. Oh, is that why it tastes so good? Because all the honey's on top. <laughs> Go mm, shake it. I like it with all the honey on top. <laughs> I, I, this is what I want to say. You don't have to talk about your party. I tried to cue you up for your fun party anecdote. talk about it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I do want to say up top. <laughs> I've been traveling for one American week. That's seven days. 
in the metric system. It's 10 days, but I've been traveling for seven days. And this is one of those days already that like, if you ever have this feeling, Mm. if I were to enter into some sort of afterlife situation Mm -hmm. and they're like, you can relive any day you want. Mm. Today is one of those days. Totally. And what it is, is, and then I die. What is it? (laughs) And like, I hope you get to relive today. And then I do relive it, but I keep dying at that moment. I'm like, it's a good day. We'll never know. Except I keep dying as soon as I start talking about if I die. Okay. (laughs) I, okay. So I, we've talked a lot about how I did this tv show like a guest star thing in a tv show mm-hmm. that i'm excited about it's called the produce of pittsburgh and it's very funny and it's very good mm-hmm. and i'm very glad i did it but that being said mm-hmm. um it ended up being like seven trips to toronto which is like flying across the country for us yeah for me it was always me i don't know why i said us i made great friends a lot of on the plane <laughs> on the plane <laughs> Stewards. I don't know why it sounded like that to me. Like I flew seven times. I made great friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. I made great friends on set. It was fun. Uh, but like, God, I've been gone. So much. So much. Muchos. Muchos, muchos, golly. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know. I'm still living in a world. better to stay. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I'm just living in a world where I'm like, if somebody's like, do you want to be in a TV show? You're just like, of course. I never I think, really think. I think we all kind of live in that world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If anybody <laughs> got an offer to be on a TV show. You want to be on a TV show? Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for helping me chickety check myself after <laughs> I wrecked myself. <laughs> I like to you're point it out to, when it's you're too supposed late. to stop me before I wreck myself. But after. I, w- I wanted to see you rickety wreck yourself. Yeah. Most people love seeing people rickety wreck themselves. Mm. But anywho, um, yeah, no, I hear you. That I'm. What I'm saying is I should update that file, mm. the file I've had my entire life, which is the file that everybody has for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's some people. Who would say no? That would be like, mm, just not interested. And I'm just live in my... Those people make their own cheese. Yeah, I was going to say, they're definitely churning butter. Shoes. Yeah. They make candles. <clears throat> Dipping candles. Dipping candles. Two, two at a time. Uh-huh. And then you cut And then the you middle. cut the middle. And that's you how two I candles. think every candle is made. Some candles. The goop candle, the, the vagina candle, that's made one at a time. Don't mm. ask how. <laughs> Don't ask what they dip in. <laughs> Don't ask what they dip but in. But you could double. You could now make I'm two horny. at a time. <laughs> now I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I say it twice. Why do you laugh the second time? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was the nod, which unfortunately our listener doesn't get to see. But it was just a very the earnest listener. smile and nod. Yeah, now, now I'm, I'm horny. horny. <laughs> now I'm horny. There's a couple lines in my act because I've been touring a lot. So I'm in comedy mode, which means I can't sleep. You know, everybody knows this that listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Once I get into coyote mode, I get into stand up mode. I, it, it puts me so in my head mm-hmm. that I like I love watching Jason Bourne movies and James Bond movies because it's just all solving problems, getting things done. Mm-hmm. All I do, like Jason Bourne, in Jason Bourne movies, there's always the asset. And they're always like, is the asset on location? The asset's just an assassin that they call and he's in Rome watching a soccer game. And then yeah. he's like, okay. And then he goes and fights Jason Bourne randomly. <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm on the road because I'm in like mm-hmm. different time zones. And yeah. I get to the hotel and... Like Tom Pop and I talking about, did you bring your swim trunks? Of course I didn't bring my swim trunks. Right. Literally just laying on the bed on top of the sheets, just kind of like half sleeping, <laughs> half wake, 
kind of watching something, kind of not. And then when the alarm goes off, laptop closed, boom, off I go. And then when I get back from the show, I'm so revved up and it's actually, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's an essential thing that I've lost mm. uh, and gladly gave up, surrendered mm. in having Leela and having a family. It's wonderful. Yeah. I don't have to say that. I prefer it. But what my lifestyle used to be was kind of just that, sure. which was like, you have all of this downtime and in the downtime, that's when like the, the idea dogs bring you bones. Right. <laughs> and they just keep flowing in these fucking dogs. You don't ask for them. You don't wait for them. You don't call them. Yeah. You're just kind of bored enough that the idea dogs bring in the fucking bones. <laughs> so I, I feel like I want it to be like newspaper or slippers. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, because yeah, because they don't give the bones. Yeah, they take the bones. <laughs> and I don't want a bone. No, but you I want, want slippers. slippers. Yeah. And I don't want the newspaper. Honestly, with Honestly, these clowns in Congress. In this climate? <laughs> these clowns. I don't want the newspaper. Let me make a deal with you, buddy. Bury the newspaper. Give me the bone, okay? With it's these like, clowns? It's like a fuck, Mary kill, like bone yeah. newspaper slippers. I'd fuck the slippers every time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Double dip. Now I'm horny because there's two of them. It's a three-way. I had a three-way. With now my, I, I had a three-way with my slippers last night. <laughs> Did you? Was this you pushing <laughs> yeah, the headphone? I in? don't know why. Like it was a, this just in. I had a three-way. I put my hand to my left ear. I had a three-way with my slippers last night. <laughs> Having sex with one slipper, just looking at the other, like it's coming. Just give me a second. <laughs> I can't. I, I only, can't. I only have one. I only have dong for you. Okay, <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> Anyway, what I want to say was uh, because I do the show and then you go back and you're in a different time zone. So even though the show's over, like I'm in Dallas, it's two hours later there than it is to me. So really, I'm done at uh, 8, 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I'm back at the hotel and I'm all wound up. And that's when all of this work gets done. Like I'm thrilled. Yeah. That's part of the day. Yeah. The show and the day that I want to relive. It was being on the road for a full week. Shooting in Toronto, flying to New Orleans, which I love. We can talk about that for nine years. I had such a great time in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Such a great birthday mm -hmm. in New Orleans. We can cover that. Yep. Then Dallas. And the show in Dallas was just phenomenal. It was amazing. It was, it was the best show of the tour. The hours just come together. Mm -hmm. And it's because of all of this downtime. I go back and there's enough time to be bored. I'm, yeah. I'm like really... But oh. beautifully bored. Oh not my like God. not like upset. I'm not like this is so fucking bored. That's not how I feel. No, I'm a little. Even just hearing the word bored yeah. sounds like a, no, I know. Such because you've been alone with Lee. Yeah, but it feels like the fuse on the Mission Impossible that really long yeah. fuse is lit. <laughs> yeah, it, but it takes about six hours to get to the dynamite. <laughs> right. So I'm sitting there. Dun, so it's in the background. <laughs> dun, 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 but like you kind of get used to it that's like useful anxiety mm -hmm. so i'm alert yeah i'm having ideas you're fueled came back so the show was phenomenal i loved it it was really really great um and then i went to bed and this and that's really where the best we've talked about this before but I don't just want to do nothing. I want to do nothing after I've done something. Mm -hmm. And this was a full week of shooting and then two shows and now I'm done. Mm -hmm. So the endorphins that my weird body, my brain is withholding until that moment. Yeah. It's like floosh. Yeah. Floosh. 
Sloosh. Everything makes sense. Mm. The world makes sense. Deep theology makes sense. Deep thoughts make sense. Meaning, like, if you think thoughts, like, what is this? You're like, I don't know, but it's benevolent. <laughs> like, you because yeah. you feel met. You're yeah. like whole. Mm-hmm. You answered the call of your incarnation. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. you swung at the ball this thing was supposed to swing at and you hit it and people enjoyed it. Not just stand up, but like you're in your own flow. Yeah. That's for you're everybody. You're aligned. You're yeah. aligned. Doesn't yeah. matter what you do. Mine happens to be this thing. But when you're when you get that aligned feeling and when you're nervous too, like I hadn't done stand up in two weeks when I did these shows, which is a really long time. Mm-hmm. And they both were fantastic. And there's this huge flood like the shining elevator opens but instead of blood it's just like golden light sparkles <laughs> i don't even know why i brought the shining into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you ruined I, it also but based on the name you would think that it would be golden light. you're a true talent and i'm gonna carve you a golden globe out of soap like a prison golden globe hey uh nails his name is nails use it to shiv (laughs) of course well yeah Yeah, (laughs) a golden globe is the best one to shiv someone with oh absolutely doesn't that have the wings no that's the oscar no No. that's the golden globe or the emmy if an oscar had wings that would be like the christian oscars (laughs) right the oscar isaacs (laughs) Mm, yeah oscar myers (laughs) okay we're riffing we're riffing we're trying (laughs) So the feeling of being done with the show, I called you. It was so good. You're such a great, not just partner, but friend that uh, you'll talk to me like a comedian, which is really remarkable because mm. I was going on and on about how there was a section of my act where I was just shitting on my parents a lot, which is fine. It was good, but it always changed the tone of the set. So I was just, yeah. I'm not going to do it again, but like talking about Sometimes when you're making an hour of comedy, the, the greatest elating revelation isn't a new joke. It's actually removing a joke, right. like looking at a pipe tr- scheme of pipes. And you're like, the water always slows down here. Yeah. And then this joke that usually does really great when it's after this, it doesn't do it. Well, what if we just move it? And, yeah. and you realize you don't have to do anything. You actually have to do less. Right. And it's really exciting. And that was the set I did for the first time in Dallas. And there was like no lull. Mm. And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. We've done it. Yeah. Then I go to bed. I'm able to sleep. Fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. I had a room service pizza in my little fridge that I Mm. ate Mm. while I watched some shit. Doesn't matter what I watched. Fell asleep. (gasps) What? We have a succession I know. (laughs) Val, I already thought it. Oh my God. That's... Thank God we're doing the podcast now. This Why is do you think we were either going to bone? <laughs> yeah. We were either going to bone or do the podcast. And I was like, you know what? Let's do the podcast because we have a succession tonight. <laughs> so I guess sex just got bumped off the docket today. Well, but you know, you told me other things. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. One, one counterpoint to boning you. Yuck. <laughs> um, that is not what you said. I totally would, but I just don't want to. <laughs> I would, but I hate you. No, oh. no, I like you. Like when Shiv goes, I don't love you. I oh hate it every God. time. You can't even stand I her can't face. Stand her face. She's so she makes, such a good she actor. She makes an evil face. Shiv makes an evil face. But she's such a good actor. That's why. I know. Perfect. No, it, she's fantastic. Okay. Who's a woozle? Woke up. This is a is this a snooze? Am I a snooze? <laughs> it's not a snooze. It is quite long. <laughs> yes, let's wrap it up. The feeling of returning. It's one of the great. You know how you and I are always talking about clues, the universe. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's a clue. When I was in Canada, I hurt my back motorboating the water <laughs> in the shower. I take cold showers and it was invigorating. Or so you say you were motorboating. Oh my god. The water. Like, That's the lying. funniest cover. <laughs> I was motorboating. Yeah. But it was in the shower. But it was water. <laughs> but that is like What's genius about it is it's so believable because that is some stupid shit that I would do. Like yes. I motorboat shower faucets. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm in the cold shower. I'm taller. It's, you know that scene in Lost in Translation where he's taller than the shower? Yeah. That's me in every shower. Mm-hmm. So I have to like kind of crouch down, which puts my spine in a precarious situation. Right. Plus you're tense because it's cold. I'm also tense because it's cold, although I'm so in defense of cold showers. I'm like, that's not it. I'm just (laughs) kidding. It might have been it. I think it's a combo. I'm just trying. One of the things I like about a CS, cold shower, is that it wakes you up (laughs) and it's invigorating. And a CS makes me want, (laughs) you ever take a siesta? Cold shower stuff? I put my face (gasps) in the cold water, which by the way, Ethan Suplee told me he doesn't do cold plunges yet. I'm trying to get him to do it. But he says that splashing cold water on your face is supposed to be really helpful for anxiety and oh, depression and all those I've things. Heard, well, yeah, of course, because it's a reset for your nervous system. I don't know if I like that, of course. <laughs> well, I just and mean, I we've challenge you about, to a duel. <laughs> I just thought that you. I guess the the new information is that even just splashing cold water on no, your face. I've always known that it's like good old fashioned uh, kind of. I don't know how to say this, like folk wisdom. Like mm-hmm. if you're feeling kind of low, splash cold water on your face. It's a good reset. Uh-huh. But it turns out that the science is, is similar to like taking a cold plunge or something. Oh, okay. That's all. I don't know. I guess I, my, of course, was like, we know that cold <clears throat> plunging helps with anxiety and depression. And so I would just. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're right. What you said waters. is right. Cold yeah. water on the face, similar effect. Mm-hmm. So I'm like in the shower. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to motorboat the spray from the shower like an irish spring commercial in the 90s yeah oh you know my I mean? god exactly i know i can and then picture i'm gonna cut the, the soap with the knife oh remember that uh-huh. and then i make it into a golden globe second reference <gasps> wow. to carving soap wow and if it had been the other way if i had said irish spring in the commercial and then i said i'm gonna carve you a golden globe out of soap that's nothing right but if you say that one but and then that this order, one this, or, this is the only interesting order <laughs> This is this is what I write my thesis on, and I'm in Stanford, and they're like, "What are you doing? What is this? This is, this is insanity." We pan up to the board of bow tie tweed jacket motherfuckers judging my thesis, and they're like, "What is this? How did you make a hundred pages worth yes. of this? You'd be surprised, sir." <laughs> The first 50 are in consideration of if the order had been reversed. Oh my God. It's like those reports you had to do where you, in school, where you had barely any information. You had like two sentences on your subject in an and an encyclopedia. The and then you just had to like find different elements to put together. So you would have to be like, what knives did they use to cut the soap? Yes. <laughs> what? And of course the teachers know what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes like as a teacher, a little closer than mine. I would be like, oh, this is a sign that I didn't really think through the subjects because this poor kid had nothing to work with. Cute. Never thought about that human element. No. Anyway, so I motorboat the water because I want to live life. I'm Uh tired of being a spectator. Yeah. So I crouch down in the cold and I... And immediately a shock of pain shoots down my spine. Yeah. My shoulders are incredibly tense. And I just know... 
it's like when you know you're going to be paranoid from weed or you know mushrooms are unfriendly. Mm-hmm. I just immediately know that's the next two days. I get out of the shower. I'm immediately tense. Mm-hmm. Mucho's pain. And I don't remember how I got to this, but this does lead to the Canadian muscle relaxers. Mm-hmm. Which is another whole thing. <laughs> it's another old thing. I go to... At the behest. Well, first the medic gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And then I bought some. Because you can just walk into a Canadian pharmacy and buy basically ibuprofen, like Advil, that has a muscle relaxant in it. And I don't know what a muscle relaxer is, but I have muscles and I, and baby, I love to relax. <laughs> and right now they are not relaxed. And I took it and it is, it's a fucking miracle. It's it. Here's how I knew I was in trouble though. In trouble. Everybody knows where this is going. Like I have to now be on the lookout to not become addicted to Canadian muscle relaxers. <laughs> tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. <laughs> and well, actually the tale as old as time part is that people who get injured that's it's got to be number one. Oh yeah for how you get into like, oh, like 100%. Dope it's like you hurt yourself you take an opioid and you're off to the somebody like me or you take a muscle races. relaxer and then that just stops working and then you take an opioid and then yeah just, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and that's terrifying even as you say that but that's, this is this is pretty mild meaning I don't want to oversell it everybody in the crew because these you know camera guys boom guys they're using their muscles and very sore they were all like yeah take three they were all like take three you're a big guy i took one yeah and i fucking loved it yeah. <laughs> it was it here's how here's you know how i said this is how you know uh, you're in the middle of a binge when you ask yourself how much is enough and the voice says never <laughs> that's a binge <laughs> yeah here's how i know i love a drug whether it's weed or because i had the same feeling the first time i smoked weed i said about the muscle relaxer I go, this is what I wish Advil felt like. Because you know how Tylenol and Advil, you don't feel it. Yeah. It just kind of sort of removes the pain, but it doesn't add anything. Right. It doesn't like, (laughs) it just takes from you. Yeah. It goes, I found some pain. I'm going to leave with some of it. Yes. These Canadian muscle relaxers have enough ibuprofen to like dull dull the pain. And then it's also like, Sweet baby, 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 oh, sweet baby boy, and there's like a like a numbness to it, and just kind of like a feeling grooviness to it. Yeah, there is. This is helpful for me to remember. There is a lack of clarity, like you're not as clear. Sure. Like I wouldn't say you're foggy in a stoned way, Mm -hmm. but you're not really that interested in like learning (laughs) or new information. New information is not interesting to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you'll talk to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) And you'll listen to them, but like Mm -hmm. you're just you just kind of feel so good that you're just gonna like. I kept laughing. Like we talked on the phone a couple times when I was on them. Yeah. And you could tell because I was just kind of like laughing at everything. Yeah, and and then also I I. I was like, Leela asked today for a sibling and, and like, and I wasn't, I was just like, I can't even remember what I was saying about it, but you it said was, three things in a row that were all about having another baby. I was just, but and and not saying that we should or no, no, whatever. But I was but like, were, this is the, this is coming up a lot. You were, and, and you were walking through it. me all of these like heavy processes, like yeah. your guilt, and then you were like, but also this, and then and now my friend wants one, but their baby's like this. But then it's like, are we making a mistake? And then I'm like, no, I'm not. But then Leela's like, I want a baby <laughs> sister, I want a baby brother. But my therapist says that she doesn't know what that means, and she has one kid, and, and the, yeah. It's all this info. And here's another way that I 
relate. I, I, again, I'm not trying to belong to any group. When I call myself an addict that's self-diagnosed, yeah. here's how I know I'm an addict, is when I'm feeling groovy and someone starts being like real, real. life stuff, yeah. I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're harsh in my mellow, dude. Like. Which you basically said to me. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were on Canadian muscle relaxers. And you also said, and now we enter the phase where you're addicted to Canadian muscle relaxers. <laughs> I just remember there was a line in Mad Men. I think it's <clears throat> it's Bill Murray's brother. I forget his character's name. And he, he has a big old drink. He ends, he ends up being an alcoholic. Um, and somebody goes, you want to be alone with that? Like, that's how you make fun of a, uh, a drinker. Yeah. It's like, you know, you want to be alone with that? And mm-hmm. mine is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause these people keep telling me about their quandaries with having another baby. And when yeah. I'm alone, I'm just like, <laughs> but we have to rewatch the succession because we watched it while I was on Canadian Muscle Relaxers. I said that, and I we I just want to rewatch it because I loved it. I mean, I want to. I loved it in a in the best way. No, I, I sure. followed it, but okay. I was also like this. This house they're in is so gorgeous. Well, I was enjoying that house too. That house is beautiful. The acting was great, but I couldn't care less when they're like the hundred or should we? And I was like, I don't care. Look at how cool they are. Everybody's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's so cool. That's the Canadian muscle relaxer impression of succession is everybody's really cool in this. Oh, okay. So that's, that brings me back on topic. What were you going to say about Succession? Though? I was just going to say that I would happily rewatch that episode. In fact, we have I to. almost rewatched it while you were gone. I almost rewatched it, but I don't do that to you because that's like having an affair with my slippers. Yeah, exactly. A three-way with your slippers. Well, the affair is just one of them because after that one, I, I feel bad and I go, I shouldn't, I, we got to stop meeting like this. <laughs> um, the clue to the universe. Mm-hmm. That's how we got on muscle relaxers. Mm-hmm. You've pointed out to me, and it's brilliant. There are all these like laws of the universe that yeah. seem to have divine wisdom in them. Yeah. And one of them is, and it's the reason I'm going to give you these Canadian muscle relaxers, or the reason to hold for you, not yeah, to hold to for me. Because if I do, them. no, 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 if I do hurt my shoulder, I want them, yeah. But like the, the second I feel that way, I'm like, oh, I'll take one of these on the plane. Because being on a plane sucks. When, the question when is, when do you, you yeah, exactly. When do you want to not feel, because it's not like stone where you're like an idiot and you can't find the gate. Or you you're can't. risking getting paranoid. Exactly. Or, it's yeah. just, sorry, I'm going to stop doing that. But you, you read the warnings on it. It's like, this is going to make your stomach bleed. <laughs> like this is like, and yeah. of course it leads to dependency. That's, that's right. these chemicals, the way they're absorbed in your brain. I've said this a million times, but you develop receptors to these things. And then when those things get their way, they, they duplicate. And now you have more. And now it literally takes two or it used to take one. Yeah. And you, you sort of, you weren't scolding me, but you're like, you got to be careful because yeah. next thing you know, you're going to be taking it just to feel normal. And I was like, that's kind of all I need. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, I am self-diagnosed addict. I'm like, no, but you're, I got it. you're really good about it. You know it. And you're, well, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm the kid that you could scare. Yeah. Dare? Like more dare like scare. To- yeah. It, <laughs> it t- was. It totally worked on me too. It totally worked on me. Those posters that were like, if you're going to drink and drive tonight, be sure to kiss your mom goodbye. <laughs> I was like, ah, 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 oh no, oh God. 
<laughs> but the clue to the universe, I came home, I saw you, you and me and Leela were just at the beach, we had lunch, I'm in absolute heaven, yeah. muscle relaxers aside, I stopped taking them uh, towards the end there. That sounds like I was doing it the whole time. <laughs> I took them three days in a row and then I stopped. Mm-hmm. And now I'm home and the being awayness completely, it doesn't even just inform my appreciation of being home mm-hmm. and seeing you and mm-hmm. seeing how beautiful you are, seeing Leela and seeing how incredible she is mm-hmm. and then seeing our, our home and how happy it makes me to be home. It doesn't just inform it. It is it. It's like, yeah. it's proportional to the awareness. And that's sort of this clue too. It's almost like how everything in the universe is a wave. Mm. You know, it's like, it's away and then it's here and then it's away and then it's here. It's in and out. It's in and out. It's your breath and and it's Canadian muscle relaxers. It doesn't work. You can't just in, 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 in. in, 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 in it's in, Enron. Yeah. It's Bertie Madoff. In, yeah. in, 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 in. Those things explode. That's it's right. Amazon going like, we're not going to help our workers. That's going to explode. Yeah, At some point, it's Rome. That's going to explode. Like these things explode. The law of balance. And and it's also Eckhart Tolle's thing of being like, every, everything in life is growth and disillusion. Yes. And if you just have growth without disillusion, it it's becomes mutation. M- monstrous. Monst- monstrous. Monstrous. Yeah. So this, this the joy of getting in the car. You picked me up at the airport. Also, I checked into my flight from Dallas mm. and saw when I checked in that it was a direct flight mm-hmm. to, to Santa Barbara, Yeah, which never happens. And I was like, oh yeah, Dallas is one of the three airports in the country that mm-hmm. flies to Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. I, so I didn't, I didn't know until I was checked in. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Flew direct. Got in the car, Leela unbuckles herself from the car seat. We're snuggling and kissing and hugging, and oh, it was just the best. So and it was happy. because I because I was away. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Absolutely, and I feel like there's we had just a really great week, and it I don't really even understand exactly why because I was going into this week of you being gone already depleted because she had been home so those of you listened to last week's podcast we were just completely done we were cooked because she Mm. had been home all week yep but i do think it had something to do with the first day you left we went on like an adventure to find the snow i know and i went with lisa gunger and her daughters and leela and we like it was one of those things where I just texted Lisa and was like, do you want to go find snow? And she's just the kind of friend that is like, yes. And we didn't know if we could. And I was like, let's just head to Fraser Park. Yeah. And then we like stopped at the gas station right at the bottom of the mountain. And then Lisa ran into the gas station and we were like, what? Like we weren't going to meet there, but we just both happened to wow. stop. Exactly. And we're like, let's all get in one car and like go and look for the snow. And it was like, Tom Papa's story about the fireworks, like this saying yes to adventure and being like, look, I don't know if we're even going to find snow. We might 
drive for two hours and not find any snow and have disappointed kids. But like, let's risk it. Let's risk it. it for a biscuit. And that feels like another clue or law of the universe is like, yes, ste- like stepping out and trusting. It rewards, uh, fortune favors the bold. It does. Yeah. And Lisa was also like, cause we also were in the mindset of, and even if we don't find snow, we're we, like, we are going to have fun. Okay, let me read this quote, then we'll go to the mid-rolls and, and keep on where we are. Is, sure. is that okay? Yeah. Is that good? Sure. Am I reading this right? I mean, I'm right in the middle of a thing, but that's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I didn't know if you were in the middle of a thing. No, Finish. it's okay. No, it's fine. Let's go to the mid-rolls. I mean it. I mean it too. I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a quote that pertained to it, and then I was like, I'll read the quote. Go to the minerals and then we can pick up. Yeah, great. You're mad. I, no, it's You're just never a mad. really. You're never mad, I'm and not, I love it. I'm truly not mad. It is a funny, like it's like running the blender when somebody finally starts talking. Which like is you just I talked do. this entire time, and then I started telling my thing, and you're like, "I have a quote to that," and then we're gonna go to commercial. Well, we're at thirty minutes. I love it. I really don't care. I don't I'm even remember even what I was gonna say. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to own who you are. And this is one of those moments for me. Yeah. But you were going to go find snow. No, it's okay. Fortune now favors it feels the silly. bold. Yeah. Read your quote that pertains to it. All right. Well, if this makes you think of the second half of that story, I'll be thrilled. <laughs> um, this, Mike Kaplan sends out these very loving emails to his friends. That's cute. And he has, he tell. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that he has to move and it's because of something going wrong in his building. And he said, we're trying to be motivated and excited about it. And here's a quote by G.K. Chesterton, who I believe did it in the library with the candlestick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says, or she, or they, because it's two letters. That's a they. (laughs) An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience mm. is only an adventure wrongly considered. That's exactly it. Isn't that it? Doesn't that just make you think of That's the second exactly half of that story? Right. Yes, but it's time to go to the mid rolls. Oh, you're teasing it. <laughs> sure. Like we'll be right back. And then I want to talk about um, New Orleans as well. And I have a really good poem. Mm. We'll be Val. Right back. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Sunday's Food for Dogs. My dog Brody absolutely loves Sundays, and I love Sundays because it is healthy dog food that's actually easy to store, easy to serve, and Brody absolutely goes nuts for it. It makes me feel good to see him so happy and to know I'm taking care of his body. What is Sunday? Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list, very short list, of human-grade ingredients. Sundays was uh, co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops. That's a big one for me. Better, easier to pick up. I'm going to add poops and more energy. I also love that it's basically like having a box of cereal in your pantry, but it's air-dried 
great human grade quality meat for Brody that I can keep with no refrigeration. In the past, we've tried to get him premium dog food. It took over our freezer, it took over our kitchen, and it was nasty. This is like pouring him a bowl of cereal. Couldn't be easier. And it's still fresh dog food with zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. 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 Uh, it's shelf-stable, makes it easy to feed your pup, top-quality food, and every order ships right to your door, so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again, which, let's be honest, is a huge pain in the butt. Sundays also cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages, not to mention all the waste in the packaging there. Instead, you spend it on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. We've worked out a special deal for weirdos. Get 35% off your first order on Sundays. Go to Sundays for dog dogs.com slash weird or use code weird checkout that's s-u-n-d-a-y-s-f-o-r-d-o-g-s.com forward slash weird upgrade your pup to sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog we're back and we're back well i did want to say that also part of this that wonderful snow day was we you know we went and we like sledded it actually is really great too because to us we found like the perfect snowy little corner and in my mind it just looked like as snowy as anything Mm. like you could have skied down this Mm. these slopes in my mind and we sledded for so long in all different configurations taking turns going down this hill and it was perfect and it was so fun and then mm. the girls like we got them all warm in the car and then Lisa and I just like sat in the snow in the quiet for so for like maybe 30 what were the minutes girls doing? in the car watching iPads like oh, warming up and it was so nice to like be still and quiet after like feeling like I'm just hadn't had any alone time <laughs> and so it was beautiful and then we found the like one hippie restaurant in fraser park and it was niles's place <laughs> nice it was daphne's place daphne's oh, there you go. Yeah. Niles's um, place they just give you playing cards with a little peanut butter on them <laughs> yeah. you go, your bird i will out this restaurant because it is an interesting thing like it it's an indian restaurant and it is called the red dot yeah, I remember you saying that, but I was like, Bindi's are red dots. I know, but I just, we, the point is that we didn't know if it was racist. We were like, if they're, if they're white, it it's might not be. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if they're not, yeah. if they're white, it ain't right. And then if they're brown, we're down. And then we ended up, I won't, I won't, I <laughs> maybe shouldn't say it. I won't loop Lisa into it. But then I, we were like very curious to see if they were white or Indian and um, they actually, oddly enough, looked Native American. Very good. <laughs> There's, if it was 1982, it would have a nice long riff yes, about Yes, but we're not going to touch it. I'm just laying it down. We're not going to Tetris. <laughs> I watched some of that Tetris movie. Oh, yeah. Night. Pretty good. Pretty um, good. Um, can I add on to that? Sure. That there was a club in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the whole town smells like bread farts because there's a Wonder Bread factory there. And there was a terrible comedy club there. I've told many, I probably told every part of the story before called Penguins. It was only terrible because I sucked. I mean, maybe it was a great club. I don't know. Um, but I wasn't good yet. 
and I did badly. But it was below a Mexican restaurant, and the Mexican restaurant was called Gringos. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which that I sounds right. Was really this funny. is very good. And I riffed on it, and nobody liked it. The penguins didn't like it. <laughs> Not one penguin gave out one of those classic <laughs> penguin laughs. Very similar to a, it's a land dolphin. Penguins are land dolphins. Oh my god! It's oh my god. right there. Another clue from the universe. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've been sick for two years. Yeah. But anyway, so Leela had Leela a huge <laughs> meltdown. It, so, okay, we go to this Indian restaurant. It's like a perfect, it's like exactly what you want after you've been like cold and muddy. You want like a coconut curry soup and like naan and samosas. And it was so good. And then Leela just has an epic, huge meltdown where I I have to pick her up out of the restaurant while she's kicking and hitting me and screaming and like and I'm take take her to the parking lot. She wants to run into the cars. So I'm like just holding her, like bear hugging her, and she's trying to get away and she's like, Let me go. It's too tight. It's too tight. And I'm like, I'm trying to hold you looser, but you keep getting out. Like, and she's so strong now. And she just like mm. is like busting out of my arms and running into the cars. And so I have to like hold her tight. And it lasted, I mean, I think it did last like 30 minutes. Mm. It felt like three hours. Mm. And it was so tough. And I like, I ended up, I tried to let her go free, but I was like, just don't run into the cars. And then she's like instantly running into the cars. She like couldn't help it, I guess. Mm. And so then I find like a grassy. When you say into the, you don't mean traffic. You mean into the parking lot? I mean, towards the traffic into like towards the road. Mm. I I didn't let her go as far as being actually in the car, into the cars, but like going towards there. Mm. And so I like find Maybe this grassy. Maybe she saw someone she knew. <laughs> You're her the always on out. her side. <laughs> Maybe she saw an interesting car. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I end up like at, in this grassy knoll with her by this like shady motel, just like bear hugging her with my arms and my legs sitting in the dirt. Mm. And then just like holding her and being like, Mama will let you go as soon as you're ready. I'll let you go and I'll hold you and we'll get we'll get up and we'll go back as soon as you're ready. And she just was like fighting it and fighting it and finally was just like, I'm ready. Aww. And like turned around and like collapsed on me and then like had a completely different cry, like how we are when mm. we're like enraged and then you get to the emotion underneath it, which is sadness. All of this, by the way, was because Lulu, her friend, was sitting on a cushion that she wanted. <laughs> so it's just like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah. But it's not about that, of course. So anyway, it was so intense. It was one of the most intense meltdowns. And I was already depleted, and but we had had this perfect day and it was so weird. And then Lisa, it this just felt like exactly why we were meant to do this in community. Lisa's such a good friend. And like we go in, Leela's totally fine now. She's like playing. And I just am in like a fugue state. And Lisa was like, are you okay? And I just like fully started crying. Mm. And she was like rubbing my back and it felt so good. 
and just was like, you're doing so good. You're such a good mom. This is really hard. And it just felt like I could feel it healing my insides. Mm. And I said to you after this, I know I told you all of this, but like, we really need to be doing that to each other. Like thinking about, and I, I think we do, but just making a point to be like, when Leela has a meltdown like that, I absorb at least half of that. Mm. So like, then I need to have a release and I need somebody to nurture and Mm co-regulate with me Mm -hmm. just like I did for her. Like Mm -hmm. we have to do that for Mm -hmm. each other because it's so essential. So it's interesting because it's like we broke through something and then we just had such a great dreamy week while you you were gone. Yeah. And me and Leela just felt so close and like best friends all week. And then it was bookended. So this morning, because I went to Jamie Lee's birthday party last night and had so much fun and just felt like an adult and like this new like phase in my life where I can go to a party without you and I feel like I have zero social anxiety. I'm just happy to talk to anybody and feeling really present and like... Mm. And just had so much fun. It like filled me up in this very specific way. So I think that's key. I started to tell you this on the beach. It was like, I felt really guilty for leaving because I still have this old story of like my mom, when she used to leave to go on a date with my dad or go see friends or something, she would say, I would be like, I, I don't want you to go. Why are you going without me? Mm-hmm. And she would say, well, I would rather stay home with you, but I got to go. Like I have mm-hmm. to go <laughs> on this day with your dad or whatever. And you know, that was very s- sweet. And she was doing the best she could. But Dr. Becky Kennedy, who I mentioned, I think the last episode, who's a great parenting expert. The Kennedy. The Kennedy says, be really honest with your kids. Say, I love staying home with you and I love going and being with my friends and having some time away from you. Well, yeah, your mom and my mom both made, it's interesting, if I'm being completely honest, a mistake that I was glad they made, <laughs> my mom. Yeah. Uh, I, until later. Until later. <laughs> yeah, it feels really good. Codependency feels really good when it's like yeah. working and everybody's doing their it's agreements. Later. It's now. Yeah. I called my mom not to take the story away from you, but like I called her from the airport. This is so weird calling parents math where I'm like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to see Val and Lila. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to have this beautiful day. So I want to do this now. Yeah. I want to feel bad now so I can win it back. (laughs) I I had to do like some serious deep breathing and meditating on the plane for like, it actually informed my practice in this really beautiful way remembering that suffering Richard Rohr's definition of suffering is when you're out of control. Mm -hmm. And that is a great way to put when I'm talking with my mom, I'm not in control. I I want it to go a certain way and it doesn't. Yeah. But I'm trying. I won't, I, 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 I want to stay on your topic, but like that's, that thing she still wants, she wants me now to say, I, I don't want to live my life. I just want to be with you. Cause that's yeah. what she did for me. That's right. And now and it's like that's this codependency. Yeah. Really. And she's even aware of it. She's a very smart woman. She knows yeah. she's like, she makes jokes about how she wasn't parented. Right. Or whatever, like yeah. not right, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, keep going though. Yeah. Yeah. So I said that to Leela. Leela was kind of sad when I was leaving and 
And I said, like, I know you're really sad. Um, and I said, I love staying with you. She was like, don't leave. And I was like, I love staying here with you. And I also love seeing my friends and letting you have time with your friends. And, Mm. and it's good to spend time apart and then we'll come back together, you know? And then she was just crying like this really sweet, sincere cry when I was leaving. And because we've had this week where we've been BFFs and like solid, I really felt like I was betraying her Mm. in a way, but it, but it felt more like I was my child self and I felt like my mom was betraying me. And so I just was like for, you know, even though I was saying all the right things, I would had that old programming and I'm like driving away and I'm uh, crying and I'm like, am I, is this the right thing? Like, am I sure this is right? Does she feel like I'm not choosing her? And I'm like going out, like I'm going to just go out and you know, it's not even for like whatever. It's not like, I don't even know what it would be that would make it worth it. But like, Mm. it felt like pure indulgence, I guess, in that Mm. way. So I think this is important to note because then I go, I have such a good time. I get filled up in this way that's like affecting my dreams. Like I'm dreaming of like laughing with friends and feeling alive and all of this. And then I wake up with Leela and we're snuggling and laughing and it's so fun. And then she like kicks me out of bed, like literally kicks until I'm off the bed and is like, let's go. And then she's like, carry me down the stairs. And I was just like, baby, mama's body is too tired to carry you down the stairs. I can hold you once we get to the couch. And she just was like, carry me down the stairs. Mm. And I was like, I know you want me to carry you down the stairs, but I don't, I can't do that. But I will hold you as soon as we get to the couch. And she dug her heels in and I was just like, I feel full. So I actually can do this. I can actually face this. You mean not give in? Not give in and like hand, I can hold space for her big feelings Mm -hmm. in a way that I like couldn't a week ago. And I didn't have a choice. I did my best a week ago, but I was like the whole time she was having big feelings, I was completely dysregulated too. Mm. But this was like, I think I can do this. And and I just had this very, I'm just telling the story to, uh, you know, balance out the like, the other story of, it, it just is both. And, and I know maybe this is not interesting to people who aren't parents, but I think it should be because this is what we, so many of us didn't get as children. And this is what we have to do for what ourselves. What did we get? This co-regulation, what I was able to do, sorry, what I was able to do with Leela this time, which I'm getting into right now. Oh, I thought Lisa did it for you. Yes. Lisa did co-regulate for me, but then I'm saying this time around, I was able to just be like, okay, I am going to stand the boundary. Like I'm not going to carry you down the stairs and I can hold your really big tantrum about with this Mm -hmm. and like I can hold it. And so I just, she threw a tantrum for like 30 minutes about not Mm -hmm. carrying her down the stairs. And it was this very clear thing where I was like, I'm teaching her this greater truth, which is yes, she, she can't control my body. And that's what this is really about. She wants to like control 
that I leave sometimes and when she doesn't want me to, Mm -hmm. or that I don't carry her. Like she wants to have complete control over my body. And this is like a hard truth that I think maybe all of us have to learn about our moms. Like you actually can't control them. (laughs) At some point. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, this is a hard truth that she's learning, but she's also learning. I'm, Vast and strong and big enough to hold her biggest feelings. And I can hold uh, like a boundary, like the fencing around her, a structure around her. And she can, she's safe to feel however she wants to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just feel like it's interesting that this trip got like bookended with like, the the nightmare version of a meltdown and then the good version of like what I'm always wanting to do. And the other piece of that is like, this is why it's important for us to have time to ourselves because then you're resourced to actually like show up for your kid. Yeah. Was that course. long and uninteresting? You kind of looked miserable while I was telling you that. I did? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I had heard a lot, some of it before you said that. Yeah, that's I true. hope I didn't look miserable. I was <laughs> just like, kind of like, it's yeah. like, is this the worst thing I've ever said? <laughs> no, I think if you were picking up on something as I'm jacked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> from the road. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in coyote mode. Okay. And I'm in a very chatty mood. Okay. And I have, I, I like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was like raring to go. And then that was a, that was a thing that I was, so you saw a coyote listening. That's <laughs> okay. all. It wasn't, it was great. But I'm like in a very finely tuned travel like just because I'm home doesn't mean I'm here yet. That's sure. what it is. Yeah. So yeah. But you're talking to a person who's just been moving from cars to airports to shows, from cars to airports to shows, from cars to airports to shows. And now you're telling me about a very like gooey heart space, self-regulating friendship parenting story. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know how to riff on this. Like I'd love to interject and be like, <laughs> that's like fucking a slipper, but it's not. <laughs> it's a story about how important it is to do things for yourself. And and one of the laws of the universe is it looks like you're taking from Leela, but you're actually giving to Leela. It's yeah. similar to what we were saying earlier. Yeah. But I'm so itchy mm-hmm. that I am craving like headshots. Sure. That's all. That doesn't mean you need to deliver headshots, but if you felt, if you picked up on anything, that's that makes a lot I of sense. I feel like You've an been assassin. In a very masculine yes. space, and I'm I've been coursing with testosterone, and I've been only nurturing a child. Now the music. <laughs> we were in the car, and you were listening to your like lady music, and I had this feeling. I know I'm not always this way. Yeah. My testosterone is probably through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like it got. It, like that feeling of conquest we talk about. Rob Bell also talks about it. It's like you're home from conquest. And that's often when men are like virile and alive. It's because your testosterone got jacked sure. from like f- fulfilling a quest. So we're in the car and you were listening to this very feminine music. I'm joking and saying it's girly. Music. I'm saying it's feminine like hymns, like a lot of. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yes. And I have this thought. I was like. I wonder if if Val feels how I feel about this music, about anything I do. Like if I ever put on the national and you're Mm -hmm. just like, God damn it, not today. Right. Mm. And I was like, that's testosterone. I Mm. recognize that it wasn't me. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't a long moment. I actually 
merged and eased in and, and came to really enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. But when it first came on, I was like, this is not where I'm at. Mm. Like, this is not what I've been listening to. This is not what I'm about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's all heart stuff. Yeah. So uh, the thought occurred to me, I was like, the reason why women, and this isn't true, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm just saying the reason why people with more estrogen <laughs> tend to concede, like if you and I want to go see a movie in a typical relationship, often more, I'm trying to be careful with my language here. More often the stereotype is that the women, your mom goes mm-hmm. to see the movie that your dad wants to see. Mm-hmm. Right. That's certainly true in my parents' marriage too. It's like the women. And I'm like, that's because one of the qualities of estrogen is just like, a, a sh- I don't know, more flow and more acceptance and more gentleness. I can't say that's true. I don't know if estrogen has anything to do with it, but like feminine energy is adaptable, flowy. Right. And my thought was Val tolerating something I like that she doesn't like is a way less intense experience than someone who has more Mm. testosterone tolerating something Mm. (laughs) that they don't like. Because in that moment, again, it's Mm -hmm. not me. We're just talking about hormones. Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about gender. I'm talking about if you're engaging in testosterone raising activities, Mm -hmm. you tend to be a little bit more like, I can't with this music. Or you tell me that story and I'm kind of like, I'm I'm looking for a way to like hit something. Like Mm. I want to smash it and and punch it up. Doesn't make it right. It's just where I'm at. Right. So this is actually a revelation for me. Coyote mode just means I've upped my testosterone through activity. And here's the thing. I think you're right that it probably is more unbearable, but it's also I would argue more necessary because for yes because, I agree with that and this is why like when we just have the story which I don't think you had but of like testosterone is rigid and it can't budge and it can't help it and it's just gonna be like that's how we get toxic masculinity and baby kings that we're all catering to yes. because they can't budge it's like you listening to that music and and even if it's unbearable, allowing some flexibility that Agreed. balances out your masculine and feminine energy. Cause now there's a little, and that's bit what I was doing surrendering to it. That's what I was doing when you told that story yeah. was going like my, my like sharp coyote claws are saying like, I, I should steer this back to my story about new Orleans. I want to talk about new Orleans mm-hmm. and I want to talk about this and I want to, I wanted to tell the story about the phone call to my mother because it's got all this like, fa pa, and yeah. my mom, she's talking about Night Court and she doesn't know what episode I'm on. And I'm like, mom, I don't know how to tell you what episode of Night Court I'm on and it's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> and like, I want to get to that. And that, and in, and instead we had that and th- it doesn't, it doesn't make <laughs> that, it. That, whatever that Whatever. Was. No, that's, I know that's how it sounds. <laughs> it, this is important. Just because you feel a certain way, this is like, this is me like a caveman trying to explain a sunset. (laughs) Just because you feel a certain way doesn't make it true. That's what I'm saying. Yes. But what you saw on my face, and I actually feel really happy and and seen because I was doing my best, but I was also, you know. You're very, you can't hide how you feel, which is something that I love about you. I And and you can't help but notice how I feel. Yeah. Sidebar, Um, can I say something I said to you this week? Yeah, but. It's going to be, it would have been over by now. Okay. My love language is being given the benefit of the doubt. I just realized that. Yeah. And you always do that. And, And I'm also appreciating that you. Notice how I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me <laughs> suppressing a cough. 
<laughs> what do you got? Um, May Martin has this really great thing in their special. I don't know if you've seen, I don't think you've seen their special yet, but about like, be, like talking to people is like, we all have these, I'm doing like a very, uh, ha- not harsh, but crude simplification of it. But it's like, we all have these sl- snow globes where we're trying to be like, see, this is me. This is yeah. my yeah. snow. No, globe. I've seen this bit. Yeah. And then like it's the, the whole time you're bit. glancing over on the shelf at your own snow globe. Cause you can't wait to be like, yeah, and that's me, my yeah. snow globe. <laughs> it's one of the greats. And yeah. it's not, this is like, sounds like I'm complimenting myself, but when I saw them do that bit at Largo, I was like, that is the most me bit I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, maybe not something I would write. I'm not saying that, but it's so up my alley. Yeah, you really relate to like, that I was like, that's, that's what I wish I comedy think a lot of people do. Was. Yeah, it's hard to not think a about A lot of people what, do? I think a lot of people relate to that. Oh. Do relate to that. Jesus. Okay. I'm going to get coyote. Yes. No, it's just, that was unclear to me. Tired baby in a basket. And this coyote is is sniffing. This is why I like the Jason Bourne movies. It's always a guy. It's either Jason Bourne or Jeremy Renner (laughs) running around with a woman. There's always a woman. And he's always like, lower your head. He's always giving her a watch and he goes, when, when this watch hits 12, shoot the wall. Only when it hits 12. That is the dance of testosterone and estrogen. Four men by men. From the perspective of testosterone. Yeah. It's not an even handed account. Sure. But yes. those movies, that's why I watch them when I'm on the road. Cause I'm just like, this makes sense. Like mm. the woman's on the back of the motorcycle. He's, he's always telling her when to duck. He's God. always telling her where to go, where to hide, where to, and occasionally he's bleeding out and she has to put pressure on the wound. This is how men see their lives. Oh boy. No wonder we have so much to fix. I was only, you know, I'm doing a bit. I'm, I'm not, I don't have to say that. I'm doing a bit. <laughs> you know, I'm doing a bit. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld and he does, he's one of the things he's really good at is he picks a side. And he'll just defend that side. Oh, yeah. Even though you know he can you could say sides. like, yeah. really? Yeah. And he just goes like, because somebody was talking, Jim Gavigan said how lucky we are to be doing what we love. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, is it luck? Then like, you left your job. Did anyone else leave your job? Yeah, no. yeah, right. And what about your talent? Is that luck? Right. What about the effort you put in? At what point do I get some credit? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a bit. Mm-hmm. When you know you could be like, Jerry. There was some luck involved. He'd be like, right. of course, I'm doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, right. And but they what, just cut that out of comedians and cards. Yeah, they cut out all the... <laughs> Where he's like, all I mean, All the know, cutting is him being like, of course, I'm doing a bit. I just watched it too because I think I saw that you had watched it. And then yeah. I watched, I rewatched the Martin Short one and I was like... It's so funny. It's so funny. And I love that they, they truly and shame... I don't know. Shamelessly, I guess, isn't really right. Like they shouldn't be ashamed, but it is like this unapologetic editing it where it's like a little bit of a setup and then a joke and then they cut and then a setup and then a joke and like yeah it's like you're they're not even trying to make Make it it look like a conversation yeah that's how it is with leno too he's just doing Mm. bits he's Mm -hmm. just doing material yeah which is what i kind of appreciate the old school guys some of the younger people on that show i'm like would you do a bit oh yeah and that's what people like about mulaney because mulaney will do a bit mulaney on comedians and cars does a bit that show I've already said this, but it drives me crazy because I'm always just like, God damn it. 
You'd I really wanted to, to have done it. Yeah. It's over, yeah. I think. Oh, it is. Pretty sure they stopped in 2019. I'm over here. Do you think they didn't ask you because you talk about non-dualism all the time? It's occurred to me. <laughs> like, I'm not that makes e- me really sad. I'm not even, even joking. Like a lot of times the things that come up, I'm like, oh, fuck my face. I would be like, well, I mean, you know, this Jared, is just pure awareness. The way suffering works <laughs> and is, and he'd be like, suffering. No, the way they would edit it is that you're going on a rant. It would be and, a super and cut. They, yeah, they would they'd do make a super it into cut. a montage because sometimes they fuck with the guests. Yeah. They fuck with Jim Gaffigan. They did a super cut of him going, um, really? Or something like that. Like he said, really a lot. Oh. So they found all the times he said, really, and cut it together. I was yeah. like, is that generous but to they, your guests? They like, would do a super cut of it. Like it's from the same thing, but they cut it to make it look like you've been talking about this thing for an eternity. Oh, it, that's then, been done to me. In the movie, I am road comic. I, I went on and on and on about the virtues of what it means to go on the road and like merging with your audience and all that stuff. And they did like a dissolving <laughs> over clock, like, clock yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> They, and it was like a black card 10 minutes later. That makes me so but like, happy. You know, in a way that like you couldn't get the points out. And what's funny about me, I hope I'm less of a narcissist than I was when I saw that movie. But I was like, still counts. Still, still made it. Still in the movie. I don't care if I'm the joke. There's <laughs> that unwavering self-love we know and Well, enjoy. what Richard Rohr goes, he goes, there's the narcissist. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. He doesn't. I don't think he means I'm a narcissist, but it's definitely in there. Yeah. Sure. It's in there. It's in there. Well, I love this. Co- uh, th- this is a classic. We made it weird in that like something real happened. You, you mm-hmm. told that beautiful story that I know for real. <laughs> I have my doubts about it. I'm only concerned. You have nothing to me. I'm only concerned that people are going to be like, oh, Pete was just sort of. Mm-hmm-ing. I just didn't know how to. No. I didn't know how to pepper it. I think that most people would call that listening. <laughs> Right. I get, yeah, like, I guess. I don't know if that story was a fail because I didn't interrupt that's it. That's coyote motors. I didn't add to it. I couldn't assist it in any way. No, that was just but listening. But then you felt bad about it. You're, you're saying like you felt bad about it. Only because I, of your face. Okay. Only because of my face. You're going to get tons of messages about how much that story meant to people. That's what I mean by caveman. Just because I felt like itchy doesn't mean what was causing or, or not even causing the itch, but I wasn't blabbing and boring about I wanted to talk about my mom in night court. I wanted to talk about how my mom, when I she texted me on my birthday, enjoy your day, or I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. And I said, thanks, thanks, mom, I, I will, exclamation point. And I called her today, I call her on Sundays. And she's like, did you get my card? And I was like, oh no, I've been out of town for a week. And she's like, you should have, you should have told me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> You should have told me. I texted you on your birthday. Have a great, have a great day. I didn't know you were out of town. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is that? I was like, oh God. I, I just thought you meant have a great day wherever I am. Right. Yeah. And well, I can't. I'm out of town. <laughs> I can't, Ma. I wish I could. I'm out of town. And then it doesn't matter. But like that phone call. Oh, this is the. This is one more meaningful thing I can take from that again going to the suffering and and it does relate to uh, what we've been talking about the whole time so I do these practices you know I do my Course in Miracles lesson every day and I meditate and all these different things 
And the tension that was built up from the phone call home, most of the phone call was spent her, um, you know, talking about wanting to like live here <laughs> or like mm-hmm. when she can come. She's saying my dad wants to come here for his birthday. And I'm just like, that doesn't sound like, is it, you really went? And I was like, mom, you guys are so old. It's, it's just, it's, it's not good. Like yeah. last time you came, you both forgot bad. your phones and like yeah. you, you didn't like it. And we spent the whole time kind of debating it and it was rough. So I, I built up all this tension in my body. And again, I forecasted that tension. Mm-hmm. And I was like, even though I was having a glorious morning, which is such a sad reality that I call when I'm at a surplus because I know it's, it's like Legend of Zelda. I have full hearts yeah. and I know this one swipe is going to take me down 12 hearts. So make sure you have 14 hearts. Yeah. And then I get on the plane. But the practice was so much richer, sort of like how being away from this home mm-hmm. and you guys was so much better coming back to it, mm-hmm. going into a practice where you're trying to get in touch with, and by the way, my, my practice has been suffering because of my testosterone. It's really, mm. it can be tricky because mm-hmm. you're so engaged with your ego and you're so sharpened mm-hmm. that you're like, why would I want to give up? I'm winning. You know what I mean? Right. And, and spirituality is all about surrender and, and, and merging mm. and, all, and, all, and openness and spaciousness and, and denying of, of, of your false self. So, and my false self is in really good shape when it's on the road. Mm-hmm. But after that phone call, I actually had this very sincere moment of appreciation for the horrors of calling home. Mm-hmm. Even though every time I call... I'm not going, this is, this is definitely going to be horrible. Every time I'm going in going like, I know we can do good ones. Let's go for a good one. Mm. This one was a, a bit rough because it was just a person asking for something I didn't want to give the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's tense for both of us. Mm. But then on, on the plane, today's lesson is, well, I'm not going to tell you what today's lesson is because it's pretty metal. It's, it's, it's a little hardcore. But it, it, it's about essentially wanting to return to God, wanting to like merge back into God and, and not be distracted by the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you can, you can appreciate the world as a reflection of God's love, but don't, tr- don't trick yourself into thinking that's all there is. And what you really want is to go home basically. And when you are fresh off a phone call, your meditation, it was supposed to be five minutes. I think I did. I, I meditated most of the flight wow. out of necessity because I was so tightly wound and it felt so good to be like, this isn't, this, this sort of isn't what it's about. Mm. I can honor it and I'm working with it and I'm, I'm releasing it in my body and I'm loving myself, all the things you've taught me. And I'm going like, don't, don't even cling to this. Just let it all flow through you. Mm. When your mom says, why didn't you tell me you're out of town? She's saying, I can't believe my baby is somewhere I don't know where my baby is. Mm, mm-hmm. And myself goes like, of course I am. I'm a man. <laughs> and you rail against that. But it's yeah. okay. You can let it all, like Ram Dass used to say, like, well, I don't know if you can say like Chinese food, but there's a the thing that Chinese food goes <laughs> through. Like you want more because mm. it, it's light. It goes through. I don't know if you can say that. I'm quoting. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was another like clue to the universe. Yeah. That I was like the suffer Eckhart Tolle, I always think of him saying, 
no one wakes up from their comfort zone. And I was like, yeah, that discomfort. Nobody wants to wake up from a perfectly fine dream. And yeah. the, the lotus flower grows in the mud. And I was mm. like, oh my God, I'm having such a better practice today because mm. I had some out of control, out of controlness. Mm. Can I read the poem? Because we're, yeah, I love we're it. in an hour. Great. I'm going to um, preface this poem with... Um, a thought experiment that I saw Rupert Spira, you can watch him do it on YouTube. You, it's is, is distance and illusion. The mm. YouTube's video is called like thought experiment is distance and illusion. And I can do it poorly, but uh, adequately really quickly is if you close your eyes and you look for the, the tingling kind of sensation that you call your mouth, you like feel your lips, right? Okay, where do you, and it's like where do you feel that? And you feel it here. You, you can't really call it a place, but you're like, it's here. It's like, it's not only right in front of you. It's it's happening inside of you. It, it is you. There's a sensation in the field that is you. And then it's like now direct your attention to the sensation at the bottom of your feet. And we in thinking add the narrative of distance we go the mouth is here and there's a there's a trail from the mouth to the foot and that's distance but that's a story it really is it's like a story you're telling yourself if you were a newborn baby and you had never opened your eyes and your eyes are closed now so you can pretend you've never opened your eyes you would feel a sensation that is your lips here and you would feel a sensation that is the bottom of your feet also here Mm-hmm. written on the same paper, mm-hmm. as close as it can be, no distance. It all shows up in a place we call here. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time I got really, really stoned, I was walking with my friend Romy, Romy Rosemont, who's in the Pratips as well. And we we're going for a walk and I got that very classic stoned feeling, which is like when I'm walking, we're walking on a busy street in Vancouver. I was like, I'm moving there to me. Like I'm not going to there. Yeah. My legs are moving, but I'm staying still. Mm. In fact, I've only ever been still. Mm. It's always been here. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of move my legs, but it's almost like a treadmill. Like I'm moving the world to me. I go, I want to go there. And I walk and I go and I bring it. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Now I'm here. But I was there the whole time. I was mm. stationary the whole time. And that's a classic stone thought. But what that really is, I think, is an expression that you are always in the placeless place called here. Mm. In the same way, Rupert says, when you meditate, you experience timelessness, but you didn't create timelessness. You just tuned into the reality that when you drop the story of time before and after, you recognize the reality that you're only ever now. Right. And he makes the point, he's like, has anyone ever traveled to the place we call the past or to the future? Or has everything always been now? Mm. And he goes, how many nows have you experienced since the beginning of this podcast? Mm-hmm. Just only one now. And then it, it's only one here. So then he reads this poem. Brody's barking. It's distracting me. It's a very short poem. Um, and it kind of talks about the, the here-ness, how everything happens mm-hmm. in the same here. And it's by E.E. E. Cummings. How loud is that? I don't think it's that loud. It's called Love is a Place. Love is a place, and through this place of love, move with brightness of peace all places. Yes is a world, 
and in this world of yes, live skillfully curled all worlds. Mm. I'm like, that's it. That's, that's so the good. treadmill feeling of being stoned. That's the feeling of your lips and your feet being in the same, in the same love, in the same yes, in the same heldness mm-hmm. of your awareness. That love is a place and that yes, which is just another way of saying love, is a world. Yeah. It's the world in which all worlds are written. Yeah. It's beautiful. I right? love it. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I wonder what Brody's barking at. Who knows? He's uh, he's here. <laughs> he's, he's here. here. He's here. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. What I'll say about my dog, he's here. <laughs> you told Leela that I love you him loved him more, more than, than ice cream. I thought that was pretty... Generous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty dishonest. <laughs> I do. Oh, I what know. I don't like about Brody is how I feel about Brody. Yeah. It's there, not Brody. There's a horse. Maybe that's what it is. He's, and here comes the Amazon truck. Could he have prophesied that? <laughs> he could have. The things I don't like are often just reflections of an inner state that I'm uncomfortable with. The, oh, sure. It has n- nothing to do with him. Yeah. I wish I didn't not like his barking, and but I don't. Yeah. So it reintroduces this potential of darkness and scaredness. Yeah. So until you can be compassionate with the part myself. of you that doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I just have to go, it's okay. And yeah. I do. I do better than I used to. Yeah. Would you? I would. All right, everybody. Keep it crispy.